welcome to the My Curious Colleague podcast with your host, me, Denise Veneri. We'll be talking all things consumer relations with a focus on consumer product goods organizations and the brand specialist and analyst roles and responsibilities. So if you like CPGs like I like CPGs, marketing, insights, and caring deeply for your consumers, well, take a listen. Hello, my curious colleagues. In this episode, my guest is my colleague, Brian Schalk, Consumer Care Director at General Mills. I asked Brian to give me a bio for me to read, and true to form, Brian marches to the beat of his own drummer, and for that reason, I'm just going to share his bio exactly the way he wrote it for me, (laughs) because I respect that. Anyway, so... It's taken Brian decades to discover his passions, both personally and professionally. And uh, no child really ever utters the word, I want to manage people when I grow up. And neither did Brian, no. Through his (laughs) career spanning from his time with the now disbanded Seattle Supersonics to his creative lead work within the ad agency world or to his current role with General Mills, Brian now finds himself not only saying, I want to manage people now that I've grown up, but that he loves managing people. He now finds great passion in helping the people he coaches reach their professional and personal goals. And we're going to get into that a little bit. But more importantly, let me just welcome Brian to the show. Hello, Brian. So happy you're here. I, I don't think I've ever really grown up yet so I, <laughs> i'm all, i'm almost there but but thank you for having me welcoming me to your your humble abode and it's, it is kind of funny if we talk about you know we had that old phrase you know from our house to yours it's like over christmas and showed up on yep. ornaments yep. and it truly is now with the pandemic it's it, it's from our house to yours you're inviting me into your into your living room so thank you for for inviting me you're right and we've also invited all these guests <laughs> who are listening in on the conversation. So that's kind of cool. I, I, yeah, I love it all. So from what I understand chatting with you um, beforehand, you're a real student, I would say of, of leadership styles, taking bits and pieces from various places. So tell me a little bit about your approach and you know, I like the details. Actually, I love the details here on the My Curious Colleague podcast. So really get granular with us. So I'm thinking like, get an example, maybe it's a new hire or one that's been with you for a while. And so like, what are steps one, then what are steps two when you, you go to kind of understand someone so that you can figure out? Exactly. Let's, and I mean, let's be honest. I mean, let's get real here. Um, anyone that's that's going to come that wants to successfully lead others coach others develop others um yeah. you should always be learning you should always be a student i in in and so i can all but guarantee you that uh any manager of people who tells you yeah i know everything i know everything about leadership and they're straight up lying to your face <laughs> okay or they're too <laughs> insecure to go ahead and and uh, they're too insecure with themselves to admit that they're not perfect, right? Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect at all. Um, and so okay. I'll continue the, to be a student. We can end the podcast right here then. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Over with. But yeah, but you know, I in in you know, I was a student if you and I were talking before, you've got your piano in the living room. I've got my guitars yeah. over here. I'm constantly learning new things, languages. You and I were talking about some 
different languages earlier. I love learning, love learning. So, yeah. and leadership's one of those things I continue to learn. Yeah. And it's really, it's really worked, worked well for you, I, I believe. So tell me, again, you're going to share your secrets here of your leadership style and get granular for me? Yeah, I don't think there's any secrets, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's kind of funny because your, your perfect manager uh, that you, you, that you report into is going to differ from the type of manager that I work best under, right? Um, and different leadership styles and things like that. And now, so if you and I were on a team working for the same manager, which yeah. would really kick some butt, that'd be great someday. <laughs> but uh, odds are one of us is going to likely have a better experience than the other, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you come in with a manager that comes in with one style and one leader just comes in one style and all of the employees have to adapt to that manager style, it's not going to work out. It's not going to be so. So we as managers, we um, my my style is. I mean, it sounds cliche. I'm a chameleon. I really am. Um, so I I like to look at my employees um, and and the people that I work with. And I put them on a on a, a grading scale, if you will, when I first meet them, right? Okay. Um, and and this changes over time. It's uh, one side of it is will and the other side of it is skill. Uh, professional people would probably call that uh, commitment and competency. Okay. Uh, and so I like to, so I like to put people onto that, that grading scale and, and it dictates really how I'm going to go ahead and lead them. Um, and they can change at any point on that scale, uh, depending on new projects or they're taking on a new role. So, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the nut in a nutshell, 3000 foot view of, of what, I, what I do from a leadership standpoint. Okay. So step one is you're hanging out with them and you start to get, get a feel on where they're kind of sit on this grid or the scale. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Then what's step two? Well, you know, it's so it, a lot of it depends for me, it depends on the role. Right. Um, but but yeah. typically uh, with any new team member um, and this includes me, I, I last year I was promoted to global director, uh, global director role uh, in my, you know, so my commitment level was yeah. super high. Right. I was yeah. on cloud nine. Here I am. I'm coming in to go ahead and run the show. And, you know, I, I've got all these great ideas. I'm ready to shift gears. Um, but realistically, my competency level was low and I don't see incompetency is not intelligence, right? Competency is knowing how to do the work, right? So, so when I came into this direct role, now the pr previous role, my competency extremely high, so high that they promoted me into this role. Yeah. But I now come into a new role. I don't know everything about it and that's perfectly mm -hmm. fine. So luckily my boss, my new boss, phenomenal person and and he understood the assignment <laughs> he knew that when i came in with high competent high commitment lower yeah. competency he has to be more of a guide he yeah. has to be that tour guide to kind of show me around show me the ropes show me how to do things It'd be a little bit more direct it doesn't have to be too much light and fluffy because my, my commitment level is yeah. high i'm fine i'm gonna love coming to work um and so you know that's kind of just a, a quick example of, mm -hmm. of you know where i shift into there now my goal is to become very competent and very committed, right? So that I'm up in this uh, fourth quadrant up here yeah. and my boss doesn't touch 
anything I do. <laughs> just lets me go, gives me free to operate. Yeah, got it. So I'm glad we're using you as an example. Um, <laughs> and obviously, as you just mentioned, it's it's going to uh, shift as you you know kind of go up that learning curve and gain that experience. Um, so things are going to move and morph until you get to kind of what where you want to be. And I'm thinking even for someone on your team um, that's been in a role for a while. So would they even have different places on the on the quadrant depending on the project that they're working on? And so how do you how yeah, do you 100%. So let's take somebody who's been they've been on staff and, and now at General Mills like you run into a lot of people that have been at the company for 40 years. I mean, they have been here for a long sure. time. So a lot of the people on my staff, um, you know, have been here over 25 years, 30 years. Um, and, and let's be honest, like there's burnout, right? Everybody goes through burnout. They go through burnout. Um, and, and dare I even say complacency as team members. Um, and, and that's fine. They are highly competent employees. They know this stuff inside and out. They've been doing it for a decade. But something, maybe it's in their personal life, maybe it's a work environment, some sort of shift has really brought their commitment level down. Maybe they, the they pandemic, have, the stress from the pandemic could yes. do that. Okay. Yeah, it's their so, will to do the work it mm -hmm. has, has gone down. And so we have to kind of shift gears now. So somebody who high, high competency, high commitment level, I really don't touch, I let them do their own thing. Now their, their, their commitment levels come down. Now I have to come in and I have to create excitement around what they do. I know it's a horrible word to actually think like me as a manager, I have to bring excitement, but I do. I need to bring energy and I need to show that person why they love working here with General Mills, right? Why they love their job. Um, and so you get a little bit more of the light and fluffy side of things, a lot less direct because okay. you know the job. You know the job inside, yeah. but yeah, so it, it, it's a tough one. It, it, everybody's different. Everybody has mm -hmm. different personalities and how they want their commitment level to be brought up. But at least with this style, you acknowledge and see that, that yeah, they need a little help over on, on the commitment side. So you have to sort of, I like the way you said, show them why it's so great to work at General Mills, almost like show them, remind them. Remind them. Kind yeah. of hand in hand there. Yeah. 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 Well, I would love to know how that manifests itself into words. Um, <laughs> do you have you an need, example there? <laughs> <laughs> do you have an example of when you've had to do that with an employee that you can share? If not, we'll, we'll go to the next question. <sighs> I'm trying to think of one that without <laughs> – Tossing anybody oh, yeah. under a bus. Because no, <laughs> if I tell this story and they hear this, they automatically know it. <laughs> oh, okay. so I, I might pass on that. But what I will okay. say, there's, there's a ton of different ways to, to be able to draw that excitement back in. It could be a new project, right? Um, so if you got somebody who's doing the same thing mm -hmm. over and over and over, you may throw them a project. And it could be a project that they lead. They, they just go off and do their own thing. And it's probably a project that if it fails, it's not going to bring... General Mills to a grinding okay. halt, but it could add some really great value, right? Wow. Um, so it's you know little different initiatives you can do like that, but everybody's different. But at least you have to acknowledge the fact that they're struggling from the commitment side and what what yeah. you need to 
to be able to do support that. Yeah, I think that's what this mental grid, if anyone, if the audience can see, Brian's using his hands and he's kind of, you know, has a four, <laughs> four, I don't even know, a four quadrant square, I guess is what you're I did. Of. I was like doing it with my fingers. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you saw that. Thank um, you. <laughs> absolutely. So that's kind of uh, what we're, what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, so that's good. But it, it's making that slight shift with, with, um, with your team. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And, and, and anybody listening, you, you go out, Google, um, will skill chart or okay. competency commitment chart. You'll, yeah. you'll see what I'm talking about, how it's broken yeah. down into the four grids. Yeah. And we, and when, do we have people that are in the low competency and low commitment? Yeah, there are people like that. And that's a tough situation to be in. Um, and have I had to face that yet? Not yet, <laughs> but, um, but I, I, it's kind of the unicorn and I don't want to, mm -hmm. I don't want to see a unicorn. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and just like kind of flipping this a little bit, I understand that you actually have a user manual on, your, on yourself, no less. So how who, does who this... told you that? <laughs> little, just a little birdie. Um, how does that fit into your leadership style? And I guess what sort of prompted you to put that together? I think it's a great idea. So oh, yeah. You more. think it's a great idea. My, my better <laughs> half thinks it's the most self-centered, egotistical <laughs> thing that I do. And I disagree. There, there are many other more self-centered, <laughs> egotistical things that I do. But my user manual. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> think about this. You know, so think of your of getting a new boss, like getting a new car, right? Um, and yeah. so you have a manual so that you can figure out how do I get the most efficiency? You know, what things can I do to improve performance? You know, which hours of the day can I, can I call and get roadside assistance? Something along that nature. And, mm -hmm. and so example here, I'm not a morning person. I am not a morning person at all. Um, I will work late into the evenings. If you want to, if you want to meet up at midnight and talk through things, I'm there. If you want to meet at six a.m., so so what your what so my user manual talks about that things. It, it talks about just how do you get the most out of me as far as being a boss for you um, or being a coworker. And I've actually given it to my boss. Um, I don't know if you've read it. Probably, maybe not, but, um, <laughs> but so like, if you're going to do a planning session, right. Yeah. If you're, if you need my attention, need me to brainstorm, you need me to get in there after 10 o'clock is probably best. Right. Okay. So it's, it, it's, it's setting boundaries is really what it is. And, and, and again, boundaries are set not to keep people out of our lives, but to keep them in our lives. Right. And so if we, if we set these boundaries and we acknowledge them and accept them um, and we know the, the playing field, Oh man, beautiful stuff can happen. We can create yeah. magic. But so that's what my user manual it it's it's got a ton of information about me uh, in there, well, <laughs> and so, hopefully it helps. <laughs> so interesting to uh, to me. Okay, Brian, what's next for consumer care? You know, I I'm going to say this. I know you're going to hate this. I okay. I know you're going to hate this. Let me get ready. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to have so an for, open mind here on the podcast. I. I think email's dead, Denise. I think email is dead. Um, and now I know what you're going to say, and it, the rest of my staff is telling me the same thing. It's like our our highest volume that we're getting in is email, right? But I think there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. So I'm even going as far as some of my brands here in the near future. I'm going to yeah. turn email off completely. 
and I'm just going to have chat. I'm just going to have phone. And as we go into after hours, and now I have a global team, right? So I could do this on a 24-hour basis. But yes. as we get into post-business hours, we'll obviously give an option for people to, to submit. But I think if I look at a number of my email issues that are coming in, and I've got brands like Betty Crocker and Pillsbury, and um, there, yeah. folks are writing in to ask, can I substitute applesauce versus an oil, right? Okay. That's that's an easy question to answer. Why why should we put it into queue and then wait mm-hmm. and then somebody responds to it and then there's back and forth. Let's just do it on chat right now. <laughs> Done. Out the door. Right? So that's so that's okay. my my thing is I think I think email email has has its purpose and I think I'm going to start showing it at the door. Okay. I've 42 questions about that. <laughs> Before we get into your, let me just ask you at least one. Let me just probe a little bit. Okay. What, um, so it sounds like to me that the content is what kind of drove this, this thinking. Um, and, and then where, where are the folks getting this information if they want to know? I mean, I know the answer. I substitute applesauce all the time. How are you expecting, you know, folks my age who have been doing this for years, um, where am I going to get that answer if I'm not? you know, uh, if I don't know that intuitively. Yeah, I think, you know, and, and it comes back down to, I mean, you, you and I, we, we would always pick up a phone back in the day to call and find out answers. Right. And then also an yeah. email came along and we're like, well, how am I going to do email? I'm used to doing the phone. Right. So now email is kind of the new phone, right? We have other options sure. out there. It, it always goes back to the, uh, the old phrase that Henry Ford mm. would say, is you know if i had asked the people what they wanted they would have told me a faster course yeah right and i think that when we look at email and it it is our largest volume item but there has to be a better way okay you know so so that's kind of so so when i look at it from that standpoint we start getting into things where there's a lot of self-service options out there and we're not doing self-service so that we save money as far as, you know, as a company goes. Sure. But if it's nine o'clock at night and you forgot that you have to make brownies for the bake sale yeah. tomorrow and you're wondering, can I substitute applesauce for oil? Right. We should have those answers ready to go for you. So you don't have to talk to an agent or chat with somebody. We have to have that, those yeah. options for you to self-service. Right. Yeah. So I should rephrase my question. It's not like I'm still going to get my answer, but I'm okay. going to get it by, clicking on the uh, the chat button. I'm still going to go to the website where I would fill out an email form potentially or with some sort of email address, but you're going to do chat. And is that chat live agent? Yeah, it's going to be, it's okay. going to be live. It's live. It's, you know, there's also, there's also use of bots. I mean, let's be honest again. We, yeah. We've all encountered bots and yeah. probably not even knew we were encountering bots. Um, technology's gotten so great, okay. but Let's let's dive away from chat for a second. Have you have you done anything from SMS or text uh, consumer service or customer service? If you haven't, I I dare you to please go to Delta and buy your next tickets on Delta by texting them and you will your mind will be blown. It's a great it's a great opportunity because now I'm on my phone, right? And I text somebody and I go off and I'm running over to, you know, store mm-hmm. or 
I'm going over here and uh, it, so I can I, I get a text back. If I want to respond there, I can or I can wait till later when I'm done driving. Yeah. It's so convenient. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that with, uh, you know, appointment confirmations, uh, oh, tons of other stuff. Um, but I'll have to try that next time. I, next time I leave my house. Um, <laughs> but um, so you're saying live chat and then SMS you think is going to yeah. be sort of the replacement. I, I think it has. I think it has to be. I think we've, we've gotten mm -hmm. so used to texting people back and forth um, now. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. We'll have to yeah. chat uh, later this year and you'll have to just tell me if you're still kind of feeling that interesting if you've uh, executed I, against that. Yeah. So as long as my staff doesn't create a mutiny and overthrow me. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Duly noted. Okay. Well, um, I really did delve into that one. We are coming to the end of the podcast and I'd like to give um, my guest an opportunity to give a shout out to a volunteer organization. Yeah. I, and I've got, I have a good one. I, um, okay. it's, it's, it's called people and pets together.org. Okay. And it's, it's based here in Minneapolis, but I'm sure that you probably have one in your area. It's, it's a food pantry for, for pets. Right. Um, and so during George Floyd um, here in Minneapolis, uh, a lot of the neighborhoods that were affected, their stores were shut down. Um, it was a pandemic. So getting getting food for people was a lot easier than getting food for like their dogs, their cats. So um, so we donated quite a bit, quite heavily to people and pets together dot org uh, by dropping off samples. A great organization. So look it up. Find one in your area. I, I highly recommend getting involved with it. I have uh, I've not heard of that one. So I will. I will have to check that out. That's a brilliant idea. Brilliant. Thank you for, for sharing that. And mm -hmm. um, thank you so much for hanging out. And uh, can you stick around for yeah, yeah, the secret sure. bonus topic question? It's a pandemic. I'm not going anywhere. Okay. <laughs> we'll take care of that off air and then I'll share <laughs> later great. with folks. But I did want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your, your Saturday to talk to me. I, I thank you for welcoming me into your home. If you've learned even a kernel of an idea or was inspired by this episode, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcast. Be sure to share out the hashtag CPGCX because CPGCX really and truly rocks. You have been listening to the My Curious Colleague podcast with Denise Veneri. Thank you for your time. <laughs>